hello and happy new year <laughs> happy new year it is uh we're back finally a little later than i expected but you know um excuses uh new year's <laughs> and then my kitten got fixed last friday so it just yep. things come up but we're back for um <laughs> all 30-ish of you that I know of. I finally checked <laughs> how many followers we actually have. Hey, um, guys. <laughs> glad, glad to be yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, that's just Apple. Maybe on Pandora we have more because what Apple, about, yeah, a- Apple's not even our like primary place where people listen to us. I don't even know if it's the primary place people listen to podcasts anymore. I would listen to mine on Spotify. That's what I was going to say. I think a lot more people are listening on Spotify and other sources because- I kind yeah. of fell off the podcast train for a little while. Yeah, that's um, okay. Not going to lie, just <laughs> I work a more front-facing job now, so I don't get to listen as much. Yeah. And when I came that's back cool. to Apple, I don't, like, something's different about the format. It's just weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. It plays episodes in not the correct <laughs> order. Oh, no. Hate that. Um, so oh. I've been on I've been on my own journey of trying to find a better podcast platform to listen yeah. on. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're <laughs> we are we are here. We are here, still alive. This is our mini show where we just catch up on stuff, do some business. Uh we're picking our next TV show we're gonna watch because we finished Death Note. And it went so much yes. faster than the Vampire Diaries. Oh my God, it was. I feel like the Vampire Diaries just, and the originals, I feel like it was all like one thing. I know, it, slog- know? it just, it really slogged on. Like it at did. first we were doing pretty well with it, but around season five of Vampire uh, Diaries, it was just, yeah, it was. how sure. are they coming up with more stories? So <laughs> I know, how many more enemies do you have in the world? Yeah. God. So let's uh, touch base on the final 10 episodes of Death Note, where L is, there's a big kind of battle for who is the true successor of L, yeah. while Kira is achieving his hopes and dreams of becoming a god <laughs> of a new world. Yes. Um. So L's yeah. successors, they basically there's this orphanage in like Winchester, England where Watery raises orphans to become like these super genius detectives to save the world. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> what else are you going to do with orphans? Why not? I know they, they sh- they're all crazy geniuses. It's, I mean, like, look yeah. at Batman. Yeah, it's not like they have parents to say no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. uh, so the two top candidates were Nier, who's super young. He was probably like five when he found <laughs> when they found out L was dead. And then <laughs> Mello. I'm sorry. It's true. He's a baby. I know. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> but anyway, and then um, Mello. Mello, who's very dramatic. He's an angsty 12-year-old when they find out. He's like, you know what? It's going to be Nier. I knew it was always going to be Nier. So I'm just going to go do stuff on my own. Yeah, it's like it, it, everyone thinks it's going to be near because near looks like L with yeah. white hair or like yeah. blonde hair or whatever. But yeah, near anyway. is the most like L in terms of mannerisms. Uh-huh. Um, but as we find out in the last episode, it's kind of maybe predestined that they were always supposed to work together because yeah. separate, they're not as good, but together they can surpass L and take down Kira. Absolutely. And one moment that I forgot 
from the yeah. series because it's been years since I watched it. There's mm-hmm. a really cute moment where Nears dismissed his FBI um, collaborators. He mm-hmm. calls up his closest collaborator and he's like, hey, can you come help me fly? And he's like, well, I thought you didn't want our help because it was getting too dangerous. And Nears said, well, I've never actually booked a flight or flown before. So I was wondering if you could yeah, escort me. And I've was, never flown by myself before. It was so sweet and reminded me that Nier is just a child. A child. Like and a then person. you see them on the plane and he's handing him toys to play with because yeah. that's um that's Nier's quirk that's is thing. um yeah. He likes his toys to kind of think things out. Yeah. And um meanwhile, was, yeah. meanwhile um <laughs> light candy bar <laughs> oh yeah light just eats like oh no i'm sorry l eats just junk yeah l eats a lot of sugar and drinks a lot of coffee and sits the way he does be- yeah. so he doesn't fall asleep uh right. that's his thing um and mellow eats the ch- chocolate bar all the time <laughs> that's it meanwhile what's going mm-hmm. on with light is he's just become the worst version of himself mellow kidnaps his sister he and Nier work together to get his sister back, but his sister's traumatized. Once this, once they get back, they give Mello the death note. More importantly, his dad gives Mello the death note to save his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, this causes Light's dad to kind of have a crisis of faith, which leads to a big shootout at Mello's hideout. Um, that leads to Detective Yagami's death because he he like gets shot and has to go to the hospital. Yeah. He's a big yeah. believer in justice. He's actually what Light is pretending to be. He believes in justice. Right. He believes in fair punishment. So yeah. instead, he made this deal with a Ryuk to get the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he knew Mello's real name, but yeah. he did not want to immediately write it down in the notebook. He wanted to give Mello a chance to surrender, to right. turn himself in. Yeah. And um, that For cost justice- him his life. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for justice to be served. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, rest in peace. Two new characters were also introduced aside from Nier and Mello to expand uh, the world and the world in which Kira is creating is um, Mikami, I want to say his name is, his, his the hand of Kira uh, to get rid of the notebook oh, out yeah. of his possession. Oh, yeah. So that he would have numbers <laughs> above his head when his dad died, proving he wasn't Kira. Because you and know that would like be a the, big, yeah that would be a big plot plan hole if if you forget that a death note holder doesn't have a lifespan available, right? Um, right. Yeah. He sends the death note to a very loyal follower, Mikami, who would probably be a school shooter. Honestly, he's like um, an emo lawyer that goes to the gym at the same time every night. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. school shooter. Then, yes. Um, because he. He thinks people are rotten and there is justice that needs to be served. And finally, God showed himself and he knows he's on the right track. And through Mikami, we get we bring back um the girl. Takata. Uh, yeah. I think her name is Takata. Yeah. Um, lights uh blink and you miss her college girlfriend. She's in like <laughs> an episode and a half in the first half of the series. Yeah. Um, but she was his girlfriend in college, big follower of Kira. And he's like, hey, you're the spokes- spokesperson of Kira. I am and Kira. Kira. <laughs> and I love you. She's like, ooh, and I love you. <laughs> I love you. And you're going to be the goddess of the new world. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I'm like, wow. Light is Riz King. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> and of course, Misa's pissed about this. I would be pissed too. Poor Misa. She does everything for Light. I know, but she's like, <laughs> no, she Light's just doing it for the Kira investigation. I understand. He doesn't right. really love her. Damn and it's it, true. Light. It's true. He doesn't love Takata. He, he uh, loves himself. He only loves himself with some probably with some probably confusing feelings towards Elle. Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, like he, <laughs> I would I would argue that he probably no I wouldn't say he cares about Misa he forgets about Misa <laughs> he does and everyone's but, like oh my god how can you not care but I think we see Takata and what he does to Takata he uses the death note to command her to kill herself via setting herself on fire that he, was crazy <laughs> I was like what the he burns her alive. And I feel like the second Misa, and we know from the first time we meet Misa and they mm. create their alliance, he would do the same to her in an instant. Right. Yes, of course. Um, Because he only loves himself. He only loves his power. He's yes. Delulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, yeah. All, <laughs> all, um, and when Takata sets herself on fire, she also kills Mello because uh, Light gave her the name. And the rest of the investigation force is growing more suspicious of Light because Nier has brought up that Light Yagami or L2 is Kira. And everybody was, uh, everybody's like, well, that was what L thought for the longest time. So maybe there is some truth to it. Maybe it really is Light, like this whole time, you guys. (laughs) Like, I feel like throughout the whole thing, they keep going back to him and he just like, thwarts them but every single time he's able to throw them off their path it's like a weaker and weaker attempt yeah and now he has like no more choices you know now he's nothing left and all of this all of this uh comes to a head in a warehouse where they meet face to face near in an l mask uh for symbolism yeah (laughs) as they're meeting uh, what's his face is outside rapidly deleting people from the face of the earth. Dude, that dude freaks me out because whenever he first got the notebook and like was writing people's names like faster than light ever did, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy might be worse if not, you know what I mean? In a way. So he's being freaky out there all into the notebook. And there's a lot of mumbo jumbo about switching the notebook around that I can't remember, but Nier says no one's going to die because it's not the real notebook. And like, like, haha, that's what you think it actually is, the real notebook. Feeling confident and full and full of himself, Light mm-hmm. says, are you done writing names now? And Mikami says, yes, sir, I'm done. Yes, yes, God. <laughs> yeah, and uh, comes in and they all count down to 40 seconds together and then end of episode, cliffhanger. That was so crazy because didn't at the end of that light say something like, I got you or some shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, light wins again. Yeah, I think he said, I win. Um, Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I still really like light. And then then the next episode, uh, no, it was a fake notebook because they figured out that uh, there was a second notebook. So they found the notebook. They followed Mikami to a um safety deposit box and they knew that's where it was because it was the first time he was concerned about someone following him light has his little mental breakdown uh it was me all along but look at this great new world i've created and (laughs) um they're like you're sick light we're gonna shoot your hand and 
they tell light what he's never wanted to hear is that he's just another serial killer who's created the who's done the greatest mass killing in all of human history <laughs> right yeah and um he's yeah he's he pulls out his emergency death note paper from his watch and it's matsuda who's the one that shoots his hand and fully confronts light and gets him to try and atone and answer for what he's done in the name of his father who really tried to fight for justice and uh light uh insults his father's legacy he says his father was a fool and they're all fools too for not getting in line behind kira because that's the only way to true justice in the world Mm -hmm. and i've always liked matsuda's growth a lot you've compared light yagami or you've just said light reminds you of leon kennedy from resident evil (laughs) but with with the resident evil 2 and 4 remakes i feel like matsuda's like kind of story arc Uh mimics leon's story arc a lot where leon is this bright-eyed optimistic police officer until like Uh the moment he's not where he sees like how fucked up the world is he sees too much Mm -hmm. and matsuda has too and now he's like hardened by the reality of like psychopaths and monsters just and they're like with him yeah (laughs) you know the yagamis were matsuda's like he looked up to them even though light was younger than him but he looked up to detective yagami and then later light because they were true beacons of justice they always tried to do the right thing and to find out that light never believed in any of what they were doing was probably heartbreaking and that light was the mass murderer they were looking for this whole time Mm -hmm. and um so light runs away he manages to get away after he shot like seven times yeah i really thought he would still survive too (laughs) no his his faith his fate was always predetermined by um Ryuk and it's one of my favorite endings of any anime um I think I like the dialogue in the manga better um where Ryuk seems a little more sympathetic to Killing Light but it's only just a matter of he says in this you've lost it looks like you've finally lost Mm -hmm. um but in your name in my book (laughs) yeah but the manga he's like well, I've gone over it a few times in my head and there's just no way you can come out of this one light. I just don't see a way. So yeah. as I promised, I'm going to be the one to write your name in my book. It's the contract between human and Shinigami. Mm-hmm. And I think this ending works because it shows us or it's supposed to show us that Light's fate was never like his to control. It was Ryuk's fate to control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at any moment, Ryuk could have said, nah, I'm bored, and just ended it all. Yeah. But he wanted to see where it went, and it went as far as it could, mm-hmm. and he ended it. Um, another important point to note before the task force runs after Light to try and find him, Nier tells them that he's not going to get far because he's going to bleed out soon, but the task force just says, we're not going to take orders from you. Right. <laughs> kind yeah. of solidifying that he's not really replacing l yes yeah in that Um, yeah despite everything light was still their friend and they want to go find him yeah Yeah. and so ryuk writes light's name down and 
Light has a heart attack, and the last thing he sees is the ghost of L watching him die. Yeah. Which solidifies. Like, you could argue Light doesn't love anybody, but I think he has complicated feelings towards L. He definitely doesn't like women. I know, right? Like, he yeah. Has, he has these two babes throwing themselves at him. For real? And he's just not interested. He's, he's always not. thinking. He's always thinking about, what would L do? What would L say? I know, I know. And then even, even whenever he, like, has to get a date, he's like, yeah, I can get a date, no problem, because mm-hmm. women just throw themselves at me. But, like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, okay. <laughs> And like the like most that. the most intimate moment between two characters in this show mm-hmm. was between him and L when L washed his foot. Feet. Yeah, yeah. The foot thing. So Oh, can you tell me that if uh does Misa like kill herself or something after all this goes down at like yes. the very end of the episode? Is that what happens? Yeah, I don't think it's ever shown anywhere, but yes, she does kill herself. Yeah, because it looks like she's like show. at the top of the building and we don't yeah. see her jump, but I'm just like, oh dude, she really killed. Yeah, there's um I I think there's one like follow-up one shot that doesn't confirm anything. It's just um a fun little short story of someone else trying to be Kira and how uh, badly it goes. It takes place a few years later because uh Nier is a teenager in it. Oh, okay. Um so it's just one of those things like a short story to say that Kira's legacy does continue. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm sure He's still going to have his followers and all of that. Yeah. But it's never going to return, go back to the level that it once was. But that was the end of Death Note. Uh, There is allegedly, and you can find it online, it's never been confirmed to be an actual thing written and drawn by the creator. Mm -hmm. But allegedly there's an alternate ending where Light wakes up in the Shinigami realm like he did such a good job killing people that he becomes a Shinigami and then he goes on a mission to take over (laughs) the Shinigami world. There's also one where he becomes president and lives to be an old man, but neither of these alternate endings have ever been confirmed to be by the artist. I see. So they could just be really well done fan drawings. Yeah. Um, But that's the end of Death Note. Yeah, rest in peace, Death Note. But I'm glad I was able to watch it. Yeah, and you survived your first to... anime. I know, and we'll have to watch that American movie. We will of it eventually. We will. Yes, they do try to give Misa some agency, but they also still miss the point of Misa's character. Oh God, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how everything is squeezed into a movie. Mm-hmm. A lot, <laughs> but yeah, what should we watch next? Fall of the House of Usher to be hip? Yeah, I think so. Because I need to watch that. I've heard good things from my friends and also you because you've started it. Um. Well, I've started it and I... Here, here's the thing, and this is an unpopular opinion for me. But so, Sam, before <laughs> I say this, have you watched any of the other uh, Flanahan like TV shows on Netflix? I have. I, I've only watched Bly Manor. I need to watch... Um... Oh, I never watch Haunting of Hill House and I feel so bad, but dude, watch that one first. It's the best one. Okay. I really okay. liked Bly Manor. It's I know it's good, but that's because you didn't see the better one first. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's gonna be good. It's like a sequel. Bly Manor is like a sequel. And I've heard really good things about Midnight Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass really was interesting, but here's and here's my unpopular opinion, and 
it's okay if you really like all these shows because a lot of people do but for some reason in blind manor and even more in midnight mass and i'm not going to spoil anything for you but there's like something going on with how flanahan directs where like every single episode is like one like giant hour one hour monologue Mm. that's like boring and there's like no action until like Mm -hmm. the last episode and i'm just sitting there like it's like to me i'm like sitting there with like my mouth open and i'm drooling and i'm like what is happening (laughs) it's like Mm. there's no like there's there's horrifying aspects but like um it's it's just so much dialogue but like from one person and really really long monologues i'm like oh shit so anyway with that being said, I I watched the first episode of The House of Usher. It's kind of the same way. And there's other things that I would like to discuss about the show, but I'm going to hold that yeah. point until we get into it in our, our later minisodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. I mean, it's cool because I'm glad that like we're having this like thing where we're actually trying to make media using Edgar Allan Poe's works. Mm-hmm. They're so great. And um excuse me, but I'm still waiting for people to like get it right. Yeah. So we'll Um, see as it goes on because I have heard a lot of good things too about it, Sam. Yeah. Based on the first episode, do you think it would be worth kind of reading? I I think I've looked at the episodes and episodes (laughs) are titled after short stories, correct? Yeah, Yeah, they are. They are. So do you you think it'd be worth reading the short Mm -hmm. stories that are supposed to? Well, that's a good question. So the, that's a good question. So the first, here's the thing. The first um, episode is titled uh, something. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a, sh- is it the short story title? Hang on, let me see. Uh, well, the sh- well, the show itself is a short story. All the House yeah. Usher miniseries. Here we go. Uh, episode guide. First one, A Midnight Dreary. So that is The Raven. Um, And the first episode it looks like it's an amalgamation of different details and character names taken from at least four or five different short stories. So I couldn't say Sam until we got to episode two, the mask of the red death. Okay. That's a really good short story. I like really mask of the red death. That. You like that? Yeah. So if we reread it, I, I wouldn't be opposed. And I think it'd be beneficial to read as we go because then if you ever decide to rewatch it, you'll like it, mm-hmm. things will become clear. And that's one other thing I wanted to make mention of is um in the first episode, every care almost every single character's name, and there's a lot of characters, is is a character from a, a short story or like a poem. Or or okay. someone in that Poe knew in real life, but no one's name is Edgar Allan Poe yet. So yeah. they probably won't be. Okay. Um and there's like little details that they like they throw out there like the titles of a short story here and there so it can it can become a lot to people who are like avid poe like readers and stuff it might be a little much but i think we should sam because these aren't okay. these aren't too these are the good ones so like yeah. midnight dreary that's what you don't have to read the raven but yeah I mean, read yeah well i did actually just yeah. kind of reread the raven um oh yeah it's a good one yeah not I, yeah i've been um my one of my goals for this year is to read and recommend a hundred plays by my peers on New Play Exchange. So be on the lookout on Instagram for plays that I've read. And one of them was um what I thought was gonna just be a straightforward just the Raven on stage. Yeah. But I re- <laughs> he did something really kind of funny with it where 
Yeah. I called it the Raven goes wrong, like the play that goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> where you, there's one serious actor who's doing the actual like serious monologue. And then um, it's like, clearly supposed to be a community theater production. So yeah. at the last minute, the person playing the Raven got replaced and doesn't really know the poem. So he has oh, to no. wait for cues to say, and never more. Oh, nice. There's <laughs> also always the, uh, the Simpsons. Because um, hmm. the Simpsons did a true for one of their very first tree house of horrors they did a true like raven adaptation for one of the skits oh that's cool yeah well yeah cool so you've you're familiar mm-hmm. with that you've reread that and that is good yeah when um, i was in it looks like the very last episode is called the raven again so we ooh. have that to fall back on again after a minute dreary um, and Annabelle Lee, I'm very familiar with because there's a really good kind of bluegrass uh, song that's just Annabelle oh. Lee, but set to a nice bluegrass oh, melody. Yeah. Huh. You know um, what? That reminds me. I, I think I'm familiar with hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. listen to that song a lot. So I'm very familiar with Annabelle Lee. Um, well, great. But guess what? None of the episodes are called that. So you're <gasps> fucked. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There was definitely a ton of that as well. Listen, if there's not some great romance (laughs) going on in the background of these episodes, they fucked up. Wait, if there's not some what romance? Some great romance. Oh, um, yes. A great romance between a man and a woman with a really big age gap. And the woman is really sick and will probably die. And then that is, yes, (laughs) also incest. But anyway, I digress. So... I know. Well, and that that leaves that leaves uh, the fall of the House of Usher. So that yeah. story um, is uh, not not as exciting, but we can also yeah read that too. I mean, maybe that should be the first thing that's read yeah. because of the dynamic between the brother and sister. Yeah. Uh, what do you next... what do you think, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to start it, and of course, we know that our next movie starts our Saw retrospective. Uh, Saw one, last I checked, is on Amazon Prime for everybody listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my question is: Is yeah. this also is this series also going to be a mystery? Because an aspect of Poe that we often forget we we focus on him being like the father of Gothic American literature. But we forget that he did invent the detective genre. Yes, yes. So um whenever we uh whenever you watch the first um episode, it is like a mystery to try to discover, you know, who did this, you know, who murdered who, because the family has like a thousand kids in it, of course. Yeah. Um, and the main character's name, well, there are two main characters who are involved with his um, detective novel. So one is um, August Dupin, which mm-hmm. is the detective in uh, the, the Murders of the Room Morgue. And then, uh, I'd have to rewatch it, but there's the, another character who's also the named after one of the other detectives in the okay. story so yeah sam we have they they Excellent. he hasn't forgotten that and i'm glad because it seems like flanahan is a fan of poe yeah um and he probably reread everything and he's probably trying it but but right now to me in episode one there's like too much too much at once but we'll see what happens as we go on with the episodes but yeah i think we should we should go for it okay because i find talking about poe just like at the base level the yeah. fact that he is the father of the detective story is often 
you have people have not, no idea. not the focus. And that's yeah. like such a huge contribution to literature aside from the Gothic stuff. Right. Um, yeah. The Gothic stuff was most well known like to us now. And like, we're like, yeah, he's like a horror guy. And it's like, well, he did everything, you know, he, yeah, he did a lot. And he even did like comedy, you know, and yeah. stuff too, that people kind of overlook in essays too. There's like, I've an entire collection of, you know, just essays from him as, as well. So he was not just uh, like a one trick pony, you know? Yeah. He did it all. He, he often gets painted as, you know, especially around Halloween. I love that mm -hmm. Michaels has like an amazing selection of Poe merchandise every year at Halloween. <laughs> I know. But he did, he contributed so much to American literature. Yeah. This is why I keep those decorations up year round because it's yeah. not like a, he's not like Mr. Halloween. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I appreciate it <laughs> because I can buy Poe stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And people don't, they, they don't get it. And then the more that Michaels does this and the more that other people like just bring him up during Halloween and do like horror stuff, the mm -hmm. more we'll just forget that aspect of yeah. it. So yeah, it's, it's good to know. It's good to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. And so Amazon prime. Yep. It's there. Better stay there. I'll be damned. So I guess this is a trigger warning that the next <laughs> few minis minisodes are going to be very literary analysis heavy. Yeah. So if um, you love Poe or you never read Poe, why don't we start with The Fall of the House of Usher? And I guess go another good point to bring up that's literary analysis is how gothic literature is not necessarily synonymous with horror. Gothic yeah. was just a response to the romance <laughs> genre because romance paints like this beautiful picture of the world and everything's lovely and everything's achievable. Um, like from trans transcendentalism onward, it was all like rose, rose tinted glasses. And then the Gothic movement kind of came and said, well, no, there's also kind of this grotesque um, side to humanity and the world that we're not really exploring through literature. And that's what the goth movement, Gothic movement yeah. addressed. Um and that, that is spooky. That is scary when you're going from this fantastical look at life to something darker. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up romanticism because I was actually going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gothic was a response to romanticism, not a, not a uh, let's yeah. create horror. Also, keep in mind that a lot of the romantics, so those authors that did write romanticism, such as Nathaniel Hawthorne and Edgar Allan Poe mm -hmm. and Jules Byrne, things like that, they did also write, you know, gothic novels yeah. and short stories, like, especially uh, Nathaniel would, Hawthorne. Especially Nathaniel Hawthorne, because Nathaniel Hawthorne was dealing with a lot of uh, guilt <laughs> over his family legacy. Yeah, and I would say his stuff, if you, if you are looking for something like very dark mm -hmm. and, and it's not Poe you want it's Hawthorne I would say oh, because yeah. his stuff's about like Satan and yeah devil worshiping the fucking and crazy Scarlet stuff. Letter uh, yeah and that novel I'm actually thinking of his short stories as well such as Young Goodman Brown but even still oh Goodwin oh yeah um it, it's just like uh yeah guys I'm, what Sam because, said uh, <laughs> Hawthorne's like great great grandfather was one of the judges in the Salem witch trials and yes. he carried yes. that shit with a lot of guilt and his work <laughs> is very critical of puritanicalism. Oh, and yes. anyway, we'll get into this more in the mini shows. So yeah, get absolutely. ready for, for some literature. Well, let's, let's get this settled. So for the next mini show, you want to read, do you want to read and start with the fall of the house? Other a short story. You want to do that first? Yes. 
and then have also have watched episode one. Yes. For the next May show. But then in between her, just to really get back to our roots, you guys, <laughs> Sam and I really love the Saw franchise and her and I really want to watch all of them again. Now yeah. that the new one came out uh, last fall. All right. So, yeah. So let's really get into it with our minds and the literature, but also with our viewing pleasure to kind of like take a break from the 1800s text and get it something more visceral. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be a nice like uh, contrast, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Saw, oh, my God. It's time to catch up with us. I know. Now's your yeah. Now's the time to catch up. If you only saw like one, two, and three, and just are now realizing there's ten, why don't we start over again, you guys? Now's the time. (laughs) Well, there there's more than ten. There's Jigsaw and eleven. Yeah. Wait. No. Spiral. Twelve. There's at least twelve. I think there's at least twelve. Yeah, I think you're right. If we're not, if we're counting the unnumbered, which if we're doing a retrospective, we have to. Anyway, I'm counting all of them. Yes, you're right. Yeah, all of them, including Spiral. Yes. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, then it's settled. So watch Saw, you guys. Watch Saw. Watch Follow the House of Usher. Read Follow the House of Usher, and we will talk next week. Yeah, and we'll check your homework, guys, because you got some. (laughs) All right. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.